I would not have been found and I would not have waken up if it weren't for her sitting on me and like licking me the way she had. You meet the, those animals and maybe once or twice in your life and they become a part of your soul. Hello again, dog lovers. Welcome back to Rescued by a Dog, the podcast about dogs who have actually saved their owners' lives. I'm Laura, and today I'm bringing you the story of Hadley, a boxer puppy who refused to let her mama leave this world. Today's episode is sponsored by an anonymous donor in honor of Dr. Sheila Segerson and her team at Maddie's Fund. Maddie's offers the animal welfare industry a national voice, important funding opportunities for bold ideas, learning resources, and access to collaborate and share innovative solutions. To learn more about this incredible organization, go to maddiesfund.org. A warning. This episode contains an honest and vulnerable discussion about a suicide attempt and also a beautiful recovery. Hi, Brenna. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) All right. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Hadley? First of all, what did she look like and where did you find her? Yeah. So Hadley was... um, a little bit smaller of a boxer than what you would see your typical boxer as. She was what we referred to as a pocket boxer. Boxers are normally about 70, 80 pounds. She was only about 40 pounds. Um, and she was this really pretty dark red and black brindle. Um, she had these tiger stripes on her that, I mean, even to this day, if somebody sees a picture of her, they just are like, oh my gosh, she's gorgeous. She's, she was a really pretty dog. Um, I, and I happened to find her, um, on Craigslist of all things back when people used to sell and trade dogs on Craigslist, which is crazy. Um, at the time I was a junior in college and it probably honestly wasn't the smartest time to get a puppy. Um, but I started working at a dog kennel when I moved back to Grand Rapids and just realized working with other individuals, dogs, that there was something I was missing. Um, And then my brother, my older brother and I ended up um, scouring Craigslist and adoption centers and all sorts of places. And there were a couple hopefuls, but nothing ever really seemed to fit right. And then one day my brother comes burst into my room and he's like, I found her. I found her. We're going to go get her. We're going to go up there. And she was about 20 minutes up North and we drive into this little trailer area. Um, and when we pull in, we notice that the trailer she's been living in is just like a one bedroom trailer and it's on the ground. There's no carpet. There's no nothing. So Uh, from the second she walked up to me, she was just this little wiggly ball, um, of just this big old belly and this little teeny tiny rat tail. And I was like, what, this is a boxer. What is this? Um, and she just was so happy. I remember just picking her up and the way she like nestled into me, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to put you back down. You're not being put back down. (laughs) I remember turning to my brother and going, Gunner, I'm not, I'm not leaving her here. I can't, I can't do it. This puppy 
literally fit in my palm of my hand. Um, and the only source of food at eight weeks old was dry kibble and milk. And I'm like, "Mm -mm." and when we had asked where her mom had gone, they told us that she was hit by a car, but there was no evidence of other puppies. There was nothing to indicate that there was ever a mom. I have no idea where they found her. Um, but it it was definitely a, a bad situation. Um, and when we ended up bringing her home, um, the moment I knew she had my heart was we were driving home. And again, she kind of got up this teeny tiny palm puppy, got up on my chest, up my shoulder and nestled herself into my hair. Um, and she fell asleep and I could feel her breathing just on my shoulder. And I was like, no, she's mine. (laughs) So we spent the first week um, in and out of vet hospitals and in and out of ERs. My veterinarian still to this day was like, you brought me a a emaciated puppy um, who probably only had like another week to live and you turned her around. We really saw her rebound uh, about... I would say two and a half weeks after we got her, after she started getting all her treatments. Um, and I was really lucky because working at that kennel meant that I could bring her with me every single day. So there were times where I would have her like shoved down my coat, walking other bigger dogs. And she would just be in there, this little thing with these floppy ears and her little paws sticking out. And she was just watching the world. And it seemed like the more she, got used to other dogs and saw more people and realized more people were nice and they would love her as much as I loved her. Um, She just kind of blossomed. My brother and my dad had two bulldogs and she ended up following our bulldogs around (laughs) like a duckling. And then The other thing, too, that always astounded me with Hadley, even from when she was a baby, was she was so gentle. Even as a puppy, she would just just do these little love nibbles on you. She would never bite. Um, And Hadley ended up raising two kittens that we adopted um, over the years, too. And she, she just kind of took to them and mothered them and I always knew I'm like she's gonna be the best mama dog for any adoptions that we do there's one of my favorite memories I'm sitting there on the floor with her and she's in a the kit our cat Cassidy is in a blue basket and she's peeking her head up in and and Hadley's like sniffing and pushing the basket down and Cassie would pop up and like bat her nose and then go back in and it was the oh gosh the way that they used to play it was so cute at that period of time she was about six months old um I like I said I was in college um kind of had those those superficial friends who were really there to drink and to party and that's really all that they were there for um and ended up in a situation where at 21 years old I found myself um pregnant um and didn't really know who the father was um didn't 
know what I was going to do. I thought at that point in time that I had ruined my life. I had just gotten a puppy, um, all of this stuff and trying to deal with that myself. I kind of fell into this dark hole, um, and was trying to find other things to make me happy again. Um, and there was a day where, um, I think it was like a fall day, if I remember correctly, where, um, I had ended up finding out that I had miscarried the baby. Um, and at that point it was just too much for me. And I really didn't think life was worth living. Um, and ended up taking some sleeping pills, some other medication and, um, ended up passing out on the floor. Um, the next thing I remember, I felt Hadley walk up alongside of me. I could feel her, but I couldn't see her. Um, and I knew she was right next to me. And then I started feeling her lick me. Um, and at that point in time, I had realized I had vomited up some of the medication I took and she was licking it off of me and she had climbed up on my chest and was just pushing herself on me. And it was almost like she was just trying to push that life back into me. Um, and then I opened my eyes and her face was so close to my face. Our noses were touching and I just started bawling. And I realized at that point in time, if she wasn't going to give up on me, I, I couldn't give up on her. I ended up um, kind of laying there for a minute with her and she just kind of sat between my legs. And I kind of came to and realized what had happened and that I had had an overdose. I remember petting her, telling her she's a good dog. And we just sat there for a minute and it was like... I'm alive and I feel her and I, and it's hard to explain that, that feeling when you bond with that dog to like a dog, um, to that extent where they almost feel like they're a part of you. Um, and I could feel her at that moment, a, a part of me. So I remember standing up and we walked into the living room I called my brother and the entire time she was at my, my heel basically. Um, or if I got up on the couch, she would get up right next to me. She would not leave my side, um, until I ended up leaving for the hospital. I spent a night in the hospital. It was the next afternoon and my dad and my stepmom came to pick me up and somehow they had gotten Hadley from my brother because she was in the car and she was just happy and wiggly and she peed on me <laughs> and we all laughed <laughs> um, and from then it was like you know we just I remember going home and sitting there with my family and, and talking with my dad and, and his girlfriend and the bulldogs came over and were giving me kisses and Hadley was all you know, crawling all over, running around with bulldogs. And it was like, all right, that, that was a stupid mistake. And I, I see now that I, there's, 
there's happiness and family and I need to keep living for my family and for my my animals. From that point on, we changed our lives. We started going for hikes and and adventures together and she was always there with me. She was always in my passenger seat when we went on on road trips or um, family adventures. And I, I can't tell you how many times she went to Lake Michigan with me and we played in the water together. Um, it was just that bond that we had when she was a baby just ignited after that. Um, and, and she just showed me there, there's, there's still happiness in the world, even when you got into a dark place and a dark spot. Um, and that really turned me around. I ended up, I've stopped drinking. I stopped, you know, doing a lot of things, um, that I had been, I stopped hanging out with certain friends that were causing, you know, negativity in my life. I completely changed as a person. Um, and it was all due to her and that she showed me, you know, even in those darkest moments where you think that there's nobody there, a dog is there for their owner. Um, and those dogs that you really truly bond with and they become your soul animal, they know when your soul's hurting. And, and that's what she was. And I still, to this day, thank the any higher power out there that she was there um because nobody would have found me um you know my my brother had gone for the weekend and i was alone and i would not have been found and i would not have waken up if it weren't for her sitting on me and like licking me the way she had the moment in which she saved my life um I don't think I ever looked at her the same way again. I realized at that point she wasn't only this this animal, but she was family. And she was so important to me that anytime she would get sick, I would like physically like break down and I'd be like, oh, I got to take care, you know? Um, and, and like I said, if, if you were feeling poorly, it was almost like she knew before you did. Um, because she would just come up and start kind of nudging you, nudging you, nudging you. And you're like, what, what do you need? And then she would climb up and she'd do exactly what I said, where she'd put her big old head right on your chest and just look at you. Like, I know you don't feel good. And then you're like, Oh, I kind of don't feel good. (laughs) What is happening? How do you do this? (laughs) She definitely was magic. She just changed the way I, I looked at the world too. Um, when you have so much stress with college and relationships and things like that, when you're so young, I, I feel like a lot of individuals end up kind of losing parts of themselves um, to try to match the status quo. And she helped me find that person that I had lost. And, and she just showed me there, there's there's still happiness in the world, even when you got into a dark place and a dark spot. Um, and that is now why I I have I am surrounded by dogs, and I will never not have dogs um, because 
they just, they just teach us so much. They teach us so much humility and so much joy. Um, and, and I really think she was the one who kind of opened my eyes to that. Mm. Um, when she was about three and a half years old, I had been with my husband for about two year, two or three years at that point. And, um, we were looking to take that next step in our relationship, but kind of were falling into this weird place and Hadley got sick and we found out she had leukemia. Um, and for a few weeks we really struggled with trying to get her better and making sure she was comfortable. And I remember, one of the times, and I might start tearing up too, uh, one of the last times I was in the room with her um, when she was really sick, I whispered in her ear and I said, you know, honey, it's okay if you need to leave. I'm okay now. I have somebody to be my shoulder. I know you've been my shoulder for so long, but I, I have this other person now. So if you want to leave me, it's okay. And I felt like she heard that. And then within the next 24 hours, uh, I got a call from the doctor and they said she was passing away and we needed to come. We uh, ended up, my husband and I ended up uh, letting her rest um, on a hill full of daisies um, outside of the vet's office and she fell asleep in my arms the way that it all started. And it was just this full circle closure and she made sure in the end that I had somebody and she knew that I was going to be okay and still to this day I, I I think it's a miracle she's my miracle dog um, because the way she came into my life and the way she exited my life um, was just magical it, it was it was magical there's no other word to describe it One of the funniest stories that I have of her, I had just met my husband, uh, or we had been dating for like maybe a couple of weeks or something. And I asked him to take her outside um, while I was doing the laundry. And I went downstairs to the laundry. And then I'm upstairs again, folding clothes. And I walked downstairs and I talked to my husband. I'm like, hey, where's Hadley? Where'd she go? And he's like, she's not with you? And I'm like, no. Where is she? And he's like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what? Is she still outside? So we go running outside, realize she's not on the tether where we thought she was. She's walking down the street, going up to every neighbor's porch, saying hello to everybody. (laughs) And that's all she wanted to do was say hello. And then she just came. We like walked out to the, the sidewalk and we're like, Hadley. And she just comes bounding back like. (laughs) If Hadley could speak English, what would you say to her? I would thank her for being there for me um, when I needed her to be and teaching me all the things that I know now about animals, about dogs, about people. Um, She really open my eyes to those individuals who really, really care about dogs, that they are very good people. 
you meet the, those animals and maybe once or twice in your life and they become a part of your soul and you, they will always be there. Um, Hadley is part of my soul and she found me and I found her and then we just rocked the world while she was with me. Um, she just made everything so much fun.